Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? Happy March, and a happy one it is, for it's filled with basketball conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament, and spring football all happening this month. And I asked you all what you care more about right now, the women's team in the WCC tourney, the men's team, or spring football. And I got some great responses. Also, the WCC tourney is being played at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. And later in the show, executive director of Las Vegas Entertainment, Tyler Baldwin, will join me to talk about how they transform the arena year after year to make the best experience for fans. And speaking of fans, last year, no fans were allowed to attend the tournament due to COVID restrictions. But this year, the arena is full and loud, and the players and coaches are loving it. It's a happy sight compared to the desolate, quiet, and echoey games from yesteryear. But with me now is someone who is not desolate, quiet, or echoey, Ben Bagley. What's up, Ben? I'm trying to think of if any of those three do, do describe me. Maybe do, echoey. Do you feel desolate? Sure. I'll do, I'll do, I'll, I don't know what echoey is, but I'll take it. A little echoey. No, 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 no. Because you have, you know, you have a great, just deep voice, Ben. It's something you're known for. It's just a wonderful voice. Uh, So I love having you. Why, thank you. You're welcome. A lot of fans are in Vegas right now rooting for the women's and men's team at the Orleans, a place you've spent many a year at, Ben, and I've been there as well. But when you're not watching games, you still have to find some things to do that are family friendly in a place that seems like the antithesis of family friendly. There's a lot of great food, good shows, and roller coasters. But, Ben, for those in Vegas who are listening to the show, what's something you'd recommend that they need to go do? Well, you nailed it, right? The very first thing there, food. That's the thing I yep. love about Las Vegas is no matter what your tastes are, you can find it. And it's usually really, really good. I'm a bit of a foodie. I enjoy trying different things. I enjoy, I enjoy looking and getting ideas and inspiration because I like to bring it home and try to do it myself. The food in Las Vegas is great. You, you from from the little side dive bars. There's a great little barbecue joint down there. It's a dive bar. There's a Mexican place I've got on Tropicana. There's this nice uh, kind of this gangster '40s vibe place. If you want kind of this like cool thing, <laughs> the casinos have fantastic food options. I love the food in Vegas. Okay, so that's what you'd say. You'd say go to a great restaurant. Go You've to, been to a lot to of them. Sounds of them. like go to a bunch of them. I, I've got my I've got my favorites, but I always like to try to some try something new every time I come to town. Well, we don't have endless funds, Ben. Okay, we can't just go to a million restaurants. It's called it's called no, per if, diem. If we Lauren. could, it's per diem. <laughs> I don't know if the fans down there have a per diem, but uh, yes, yes. When you went down there, you did, and that uh, that's what you did, and I love that. For me, I'd have to go. To a good show. That would be my suggestions. Do your research before, obviously, because you never know what you're going to get. I went to Derek Huff recently, Ben, in Vegas, and it was incredible. So, so good. You forget you're in Vegas with some of these amazing shows. So find yourself a good, family-friendly, wholesome show and uh, enjoy the WCC tournament. And all right, Ben, the men's basketball team is fighting for a spot in the NCAA tournament and are just right on the bubble right now. The women's team wants redemption from last year's final second loss to Gonzaga in the championship, but also spring football is happening right now, and no matter how irrational it is to care about the number changes or the position shifts and the seven-on-seven battles, people care because it's football. So in your opinion, 
Which of these should fans care the most about right now? I do like the fact that you did say that the women are looking to avenge their final second loss because technically it was a little bit over a second, but the clock read point six. if you're catching my drift there. <laughs> In other words, they, well, a little cl- uh-huh. clock shenanigans going on there. Uh, you know what, of the three, what are, what are you people paying attention to? I think, you know you know what, the men's team struggled some, especially down the stretch of the season. I think that's kind of I, I, turned a few people off. I still think the, the, the excitement of will they or won't they make it is there. I think more people should be paying attention to the women's team because they are – like, like they are really, really good and entertaining. They are fun to watch from Shaylee to uh, Paisley to Sarah to Tegan to Lauren. This is just a fantastic team, and they have no weaknesses. They are. I mean, they're ranked 17th right now, but they should be a top 10 team. I really believe that. They're that good, and I think they're, they're going to go far into March. So I'm excited to kind of watch them. But football is always football, and it is always the thing that has the attention, the 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 excitement surrounding it, even if it's in spring and it's going to ramp up. The one thing that's hurting football this year is there's not really a debate over who the starting quarterback is. Jaron <laughs> Hall's going in. There's no question about it. And that, by the way, if like, anytime there's a quarterback controversy or a battle, that's what's going to drive most excitement about football. So right now – I think it's still probably men's basketball. Um, will they or won't they get into the the NCAA tournament? Have they done enough in La- will they do enough in Ve- Las Vegas? Have they done enough in Las Vegas to get themselves in? Uh, that's something that's going to go for another week until Selection Sunday here in a week. Ben, when was the last time there was not a quarterback controversy in spring football? I sincerely have been trying to think about that. I don't know. Because there was I, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, there's, you know, I'll, I'll I be know, honest with Zach you. Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, who was it? I'll be honest when with was you. was it? Last year. <laughs> or not, not, well, two, yeah. well, two years ago, more more specifically, everybody knew Zach Wilson was going to be starting going into the season. I mean, the, they played it off a little bit like, oh, well, it's an open competition. Everybody was, it's Zach Wilson. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. The, the, the kid was good, and he came in, he proved it. It was his job. And the coaches are going to say what the coaches are going to say, but we all knew. We all knew. They have to make everyone feel like they, they got a shot right, even when they don't. Um, well, to answer that question for myself about which one fans should most care about right now, I think the women's team, and because they have a chance of making history, Ben, they're that good. They already have made history this regular season and have one of the best and well-rounded teams in the country. They have WCC Coach of the Year and Juddy, two-time Player of the Year and Shaley Gonzalez. Plus, like you mentioned, an incredible Paisley Harding, Sarah Hampson, Lauren Gustin. Let's see how far these girls can go. These women, I hate when they call them girls. They're women. They want it so bad, too. But what's so fun is it's not just a schoolboy or, or girl's dream. Kind of like how we say every year that BYU football is going to win the national championship. You know, oh, this is the year, and everyone knows it's not true. But you just say it for fun, and it gets you hyped up to be this season. But it's truly within their grasp, and we're witnessing something great this season with the women's basketball team. So I think that's that's what the fans should care about most right now. This is the team. This is a team, Lauren, that breaks their practice huddles at the end of practice with the cheer final four. I mean that that's oh, that's that's what their goal is in fact i talked to shaley gonzalez about that this morning and i'm like and she's like yeah because i asked her i go 
Is there is there like a stated goal for this team? Uh, and they're like, hey, we, she goes, we break our huddles with Final Four. I was like, Sweet 16. And she's like, no, 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 Final Four. That's the goal of this team. They want to be one of the Final Four teams playing in, in March last April. So that's awesome. And, and you know what? They can do it. They can legitimately do it. And that's the difference, right, between – and the men have been incredible, but they have had their ups and downs. We don't even know if they're going to make it to the NCAA tournament, and if they do – uh, you don't know how far they're going to go. Anything can happen. There could be a Cinderella story, but that's what's so cool about this women's team is it really the final four does not seem like some crazy outlandish goal. It seems like something that this team can accomplish. And so I, I just can't wait to watch them and see how far they can go and, and see them play on Monday. Um, here's what you guys said on Twitter. So let's see if you were right, Ben. 29% said they care most about the women's team. 39% said the men's team and 32% said spring football. So actually pretty even, pretty even, but it, but most people care about the men's team. Um, but it is still incredible to me how many people are so invested in spring football. You're talking to someone who can never get enough football. So uh, they, <laughs> there's if there's pads of popping, something's going on, Lauren. I mean, don't tell me nothing's going on in spring football. <laughs> You're right. And Kevin Farnsworth said, on Twitter, BYU women's basketball, hands down, they are so exciting to watch and put up a ton of points. They can cause issues for most teams in the tournament. David Garner said, football is king, period, with the crown emoji. He's right. Football is king. But I want to clarify yeah. my answer. I think I think the women's team is who people should be paying attention to, but I think most people will pay attention and do pay attention to football. That's true. No, I think you're right. And Ryan Robinson said, BYU men's basketball, I would love to see Barcelo and Tijon get to the dance this year. Mark McCready said, I'm down with all BOU sports, but I'm a football junkie. Give me some Jaren Hall to Pugu Nakua 24-7. Please and thank you. <laughs> See, people... Well, so polite just, Mark even is. Just hearing that, yeah, he is very polite. Thank you for saying please and thank you. Um, even just hearing about a touchdown pass in spring ball, Jaren Hall to Pugu Nakua, just really lights people's fire, Ben. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, sir. May I have another? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the Panda Cougar said BYU baseball, which is totally fair. Not one of the options that I gave, but uh, they've had a great start. Been home this week uh, with some really sick uniforms, I have to say. So that was a valid response. Painted Cougar, I forgot about baseball. I didn't forget about them. They're just getting started right now, which is a whole nother conversation, but that'll be fun. All right, Ben, speaking of spring ball, has anything surprised you in week one? Uh, not really. I think, I think they're just going to kind of get warmed up. I think the one thing that I'm excited about, and, and here's the thing about this is I'm excited about this, but I don't think you'll see the fruition of it until the fall with so much, uh, experience coming back. This is not, this is not a spring ball. that's going to be focused on, on Hoosier starters. I think those are pretty much determined. I mean, there's a couple of positions that there's, there's battles going on. But this is a spring that's like, hey, let's look at what we've got in our playbook and uh, and refine that and even dive deeper into it and increase what we've got in the playbook. Because you've got Jaron, you got your running backs, you got your I mean, the offensive line pretty much is all back. You're you're not you're not it teaching and learning your playbook. That's already in with all these guys. They're becoming experts at it and taking doctorate classes at it. And it's going to be interesting to see how that establishes itself uh, in September. 
And I love that there are some established starters, but one guy that is not on the roster is Tyler Algier. And Ben, when you when you really think about the NFL and all the talent in it and all the incredible running backs that there are across the country, how do you feel about Tyler Algier's odds of making an impact in the NFL? Oh, you, you made that screwy by saying making an impact in the NFL. Uh, there are so few running backs that make a major impact in the NFL. It used to, when I was young, running back was like the big position. I mean, that was the glory position. It's not the case anymore. But I think he does make an impact in the NFL in, in the sense that he is going to be a reliable, known asset for an NFL team that picks picks him up. And I think he's going to get picked up. I think he's going to get drafted. And I think he's going to be a steal. Because uh, I don't think he's going to get drafted until probably the third or fourth round. I think whichever team is smart enough to pick him up at that point will not regret that because he's got the durability, he's got the strength, he's got the work ethic. I, I really like Tyler Algier, and I'm excited to see what he does in the league because I think he could become a very reliable asset to a team. Absolutely, and he can play both sides. He was asked this week by um, a reporter if he – was asked to switch back to linebacker like he did at BYU if he would do it. And he said, honestly, I will do anything that they want me to do. The guy just wants to be in the league. And I like that you said he's durable. I think that's huge for a running back. They just get beat up. But he's so strong and so good with his hands that he can also play on the other side of the ball. So it'll be fun to see what happens with Tyler Algier. I think we're going to miss him a lot uh, next season. But good luck to him in the NFL. Ben, thank you so much for coming on with me, my friend. No worries. Happy to do it. All right. Coming up, Executive Director of Las Vegas Entertainment, Tyler Baldwin, will tell me how the Orleans Arena gets ready for their back-to-back conference tournaments and how they make it a special experience for the fans. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McClain. The WCC tournament is underway at the Orleans Arena for the 14th year in a row, and fans are back to pack the stands. And joining me now to tell us more about how they prepare for the big crowds is Executive Director of Las Vegas Entertainment, Tyler Baldwin. I appreciate you coming on, Tyler. Thanks for having me. We always enjoy having uh, BYU and the rest of the WCC fans here in the arena. It's great to see all the uh, smiling faces back in the building after a unusual past year oh my goodness absolutely it's so much better to have fans in the arena and that's part of what basketball is all about uh before we get into that tyler tell me so what does your job entail exactly when it comes to working with the orleans arena yeah so uh a lot of things have changed since uh coming out of 2020 and uh our company is uh taking more of a, a centralized entertainment mindset and so with my role uh oversee the Orleans Arena, and then uh, 16 other entertainment venues of different size throughout the Las, Ve- Las Vegas Valley. But our, our bread and butter, our main entertainment venue is the Orleans Arena and uh, it hosts a wide range of events throughout and uh, keeps us really busy throughout the year. That sounds like that'd be a blast of a job. So how long have you been working with that company? Yeah, I've been with, been with the company coming up on 11 years, and then in my current role, uh, I started back in December of 2021. Okay, so a long time. Uh, the <laughs> the <laughs> WCC and the Orleans Arena have had a great relationship for over a decade, so fans are very familiar with the venue. 
what are some of the special things you do during the tournament to make sure that fans are are having a good time and a good experience? You know, it, it's a 14th year hosting the WCC and uh, the tournament continues every single year. We've we've added different items. We've changed up different aspects of the tournament, but every year things seem to get better for the fans, for the student athletes. And uh, it's just, it's been an honor to host the event. And I mean, some of the, the things that have come about here recently is the big tailgate parties we do out in our parking lot leading into uh, the, the major games on Monday, Tuesday, and um, the property turns into WCC branding throughout the whole property, making, making it feel like you're at home for those BYU fans or Gonzaga fans or whoever it is coming to come to the games. They step foot, step foot on property and they just feel like they uh, never left their home courts uh, from their cities that they came from. And so I feel like there's just so many aspects that, that we get to do here at the Orleans. Uh, the whole company takes pride in hosting this tournament and uh, a lot of events come in here. They get, they get some branding, they get some different special things throughout the property, but nothing compared to what, what WCC uh, takes advantage of and, and as, well as, as well as us and just making sure the whole property as a whole, just if, if it's a great atmosphere from, the, from inside the arena back over to the hotel uh, side of things as well. Well, I love it. And it really is a great venue. And I have to ask you, you were mentioning, you know, the fans kind of get involved. Do you see it's usually Gonzaga and BYU fans that kind of have the biggest <laughs> showing in Vegas. What fans do you see more of, Tyler? It's definitely uh, the, the BYU Gonzaga definitely have the uh, the most fans throughout the arena and and out in our our hotel casino in the evenings that have set up shop at the different restaurants or or bars just uh, having a good time. But uh, I know St. Mary's this year with the uh, upset last week. Uh, we've seen some great <laughs> uptick on St. Mary's fans of ticket sales on the resale site. So we expect. Uh, However things shake out, a, a great turnout between those three de- fan bases here in town. And uh, we just look forward to always having a, a full house here at the Orleans Arena, however that shakes out. And it's it's uh, always exciting every single year uh, to see uh, what happens at the end of Tuesday night. And speaking of a full house, it obviously wasn't that way last year. And I'm sure that was very strange for you specifically, how did your job shift last year when no fans were allowed in the arena? Yeah, I um, going back one year uh, further to 2020. It was we had wrapped up the uh, WCC tournament in 2020. We were able to get through that tournament unscathed and uh, and uh, got to see all the fans and thought we'd be back to a, a great 2021 and looking forward to riding that wave off that event and then everything changed very quickly and 2021 um, was a challenging year and um, of of having a different mindset we had done the event for what 12 years at that point and um, mm-hmm. kind of knew what to expect and knew a lot of the moving parts for it but but now our mindset had to shift to how to do a safe and secure event uh, that fit within the C, uh, NCA guidelines the state of Nevada COVID protocols and their their requirements and so we had a lot of a lot more hands uh, involved from government agencies and organizations that uh, had to give their blessings to make the event happen and uh, mm-hmm. you never would have thought figuring out how to feed athletes in their hotel rooms and um, <laughs> delivering rooms to their 
their uh, delivery meals to their rooms would be part of our our aspects um, of our, our daily jobs, having to clean bathrooms uh, out there just to limit the amount of staff going into those high higher risk areas where the student athletes go. And it was just, it's something different that you never, never thought you'd have to experience, but it was a great team effort. And uh, we were excited to do the event. It was something at least you never thought you'd get to experience. And, and um, we, we experienced it. We did, we did a, a great job. And I don't, I'm not aware of any athletes uh, testing positive, but um, everything went without a hitch from, from our standpoint. Man, definitely a learning experience. Maybe not the best learning experience you would hope for, but it almost would seem like it'd be, you know, harder having all the fans in the arena. But hearing you explain it, it almost seemed like it was more difficult trying to, you know, get around all the guidelines and, and different things that you had to do uh, during the pandemic. Would you say that's true? Was it was it harder not having fans to be able to come into the arena? It it definitely had. It was definitely harder. Uh, it definitely put a strain on different departments where you have fans in the in the stands, our, our security, our usher staff, our guest service staff uh, definitely gets hit the hardest. And we've got way more uh, staffing needs on that side of things uh, when you have public in the building. And then without public, uh, the strain gets put on other departments of our cleaning department and beefing up all, all the cleaning staff and um, food and beverage and how you serve meals. And so it, it went both directions, but I a hundred percent agree with you. The having, having the COVID protocols and all the different organizations getting involved was a lot more challenging than uh, having fans in the building. Well, luckily we don't have to do that again this year. And in at the Orleans arena, you guys have concerts there. You have ice hockey games, you have graduations and, and a whole lot of different events so what's it like switching between events that are so vastly different from, from like a concert to a, a basketball tournament? How do you guys switch between events? Yeah, we host about 250 events a year here at the Orleans Arena and um, very versatile arena, um, which you kind of alluded to. We do a, a wide range of events from curling to hockey to basketball to motorsports to rodeo to concerts lacrosse you name it we've we've probably hosted uh everything here at the orleans arena i've got a couple bucket list events that i'm still hoping to host at, at some point here but uh we're, we're made it through most of that list so we have a great team here at the orleans arena and a lot of uh core staff that have been with us for a long time that allow us to transition from a a hockey event um to a concert to basketball or whatever it is and it definitely takes a whole team to do that and takes a lot of planning. Uh, it's funny. Some folks think uh, events, they'll just WCC just shows up and we, we roll and, uh, but that's not the case. It takes months and months and sometimes years of planning uh, every aspect, every little nuance to make sure we're, we're ready when the event gets here. And so uh, it's not just something that happens overnight and, uh, but we have a great venue and a great team that allow us to transition between all these different events uh, that we we go through. How long does it tip, typically take to transform the arena from event to event? I'm, I'm sure it probably depends on what you're what you're doing, but but how long does it typically typically take? Uh, well, let's. Um, just looking at WCC is for that that transition for us. We had a hockey game on. 
on the Saturday, February 26th. Um, that game wrapped up at 6 p.m. And we basically had two and a half days to convert the building. We have to build the big, uh, that big monster riser that's back there on the north end of the arena. Um, we had to lay out the WCC core, cover the ice, um, a lot of moving parts on it, but it takes about two and a half days to get through through that and be able to have our first practice run throughs that Tuesday into Wednesday. And then uh, we've got about 12 hour conversion after the WCC into our next tournament, uh, the WAC tournament, which have been with us for a number of years as well. It's a, a very tight turn uh, on it, but uh, we've, we've been able to accomplish it for a number of years. And, and uh, but it's a, it's a grueling 12 hours coming out of one event into the next hmm. event. So. Yeah, that sounds very stressful, Tyler. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. That's that's a difficult job. You were mentioning before that you have some uh, different events on your bucket list that you would like to be the Orleans Arena. What are some of those that that you want to see happen there? Yeah, we've uh, I've really we've our property has taken a focus on sporting events. That's definitely our our bread and butter, our niche um, for the. Orleans Arena and, and where we've had the most success success uh, at our property. Uh, 2014, we did our first curling event, which most folks say, well, one, either what is curling or two, they just saw it on the <laughs> Olympics and you never think uh, curling would do that well in the desert. Uh, but lo and behold, mm -hmm. the event came in 2014, sold out the property, sold out the the grandstands here at the Orleans Arena and uh, all the Canadians wow. flocking down from Canada to come in here, which parlayed that event into I think six events across the last five years or so. So um, it's it's been great to see that event. So we've we've really focused in on the Olympic sports front. Uh, we we did our first figure skating event uh, a couple years ago. Um, the wrestling championships, which was which was the qualifier for the Rio Olympics back in 2016, we hosted. So uh, there's a bucket list of events, and I. Uh, that I that I'm hopeful to host that's on the Olympic front uh, of those I don't want to get into sharing too much on those events just yet uh, but but we're always focused on, on looking at some new events and and trying those outside the box events here in Las Vegas those those seem to really work here at the Orleans Arena. Well, I love it. I hope you get to do all of those. We're talking to Tyler Baldwin, the executive director of Las Vegas Entertainment. Tyler, thank you for all you do for the WCC tournament, and I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Yeah, no problem. Always looking forward to having the tournament, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens Tuesday with the men's and women's championships. All right. Thanks so much, Tyler. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Tyler Baldwin and Ben Bagley for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.